What up, world? Pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked on NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked on NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Make sure you follow Locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. In today's show, I'm going to play you the second part of my conversation with Brandon Sprague, friend of the program and host of Dirt and Sprague Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on 1080 The Fan. If you missed part one, it is waiting for you in your feed. Uh, I posted on Friday. It had a little bit of audio funkiness because Brandon was recording on his phone, but we were able to recover and improve the audio. I have since updated it. So if you've listened to it and you kind of gave up because the audio sounded bad, give it another shot because uh, we've now got professional sounding audio after a little technical hiccup but we got over the hiccups and they they are not present in this episode it's just the second part of my conversation with Sprague so that is what you're going to hear in today's show what I want Brandon is to be a fly on the wall in that conversation with Dame when Dame says here's what I want when I meet for three hours and Neil says I can't trade CJ nobody wants him just I just want to see what that where what do we do then what do both gentlemen do when that when that comes up I called Daryl Daryl told me he doesn't want CJ, he wants you. And, and Dame smiles, and then they have to figure it out from there. How do you think Dame and CJ's, I mean, I, I think they're always going to probably be friends. That seems like their nature. They understand there is a business aspect to this, but uh, he's been, he has said it without saying it as much as, go go trade CJ, please. Like I, 100%. That's my dude, but it ain't working. It's over. Like, And I, I always wonder, like people say, you know, it's just business. It's not personal. Well, I mean, it's impossible to not have business be somewhat personal, especially in that league where you're like, hey, uh, we're friends, but you're not good enough for me. Like, <laughs> that's a, it's quite a statement to be making. I do wonder where CJ is with uh, all of this Dame stuff. Yeah, I, I he, you know, he's... He hasn't come out and said, you know, usually CJ will be more, he's more open with his, you know, about what's going on. He's been coy. We talk all the time. I know he wants to win is what he said in his, his podcast and a couple other places. Uh, I, it can't be good. It can't be good for a friendship to, you know, any, any, any level, like beyond basketball, you work with your really good friend and then they want to hire someone above you (laughs) that would maybe cost you your job. Like that's, that's tough. Tough needle to thread. I don't know how you do that one. I, I can't imagine that they have... I think, I'll say this, it's a good thing Dames in Japan gives them a little bit of time away from all of this. Yeah, it's a, it's a way to avoid your neighbor coming to your house, knocking on the door going, yo, bro, are you, are you really trying to get me traded right now? Like, well, I'm out of town. I'm in Japan. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I'll hit you when I'm back. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk when I get back in town. And then he doesn't contact him right when he gets back in town. Let me ask you on the Dame front here, because there, there's no mistake for me. Like, this is a Neil Olshay problem. Uh, there's no other way I will paint this. I can't help but look at all aspects of it, though. Dame has got to feel a little odd in this sense. He is one of the more composed franchise players, maybe in pro sports. He 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 gives away. He tells you how he feels in a in a, an awesome way. I think he's one of the best to listen to, talk to the media, his belief in himself. Like I love all of that, right? But 
The one thing I will say that right now today that fans really aren't keying on, and I'm not saying they should boo by any stretch, this dude loved dunking on people on Twitter suggesting he leave Portland to go win a championship. This dude, I think a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, he had something to the effect on Twitter, and I'm paraphrasing here, where he basically said, if I don't win a fucking championship, so be it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down swinging, and I can live with the results of trying. And now we fast forward here, and he's sitting here on the brink of maybe demanding out because the team's not good enough. And instead of saying, go fire the general manager, please, let's get somebody in here, let's get this thing going, he's just all the way up to the point where I'm going to skip past the loyalty part and I'm out. I don't, I don't know how that is sitting with people because I can't help but think about that because he's been so vocal on Twitter, dunking on probably bots, suggesting that he wear their team's jersey. He has been adamant about this, and, it, and now all of a sudden we get this 180. It's just kind of bizarre to me. Yeah, I think he's been able to leverage how messy the organization has looked this summer to kind of slip into the crack and say, like, well, I don't want to work here. This place is awful. Like and 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 fans for the most part, people who are particularly plugged in are like, it is awful. <laughs> you know, they say, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want to work there either. And there's even some fans who are like, I, you know, I we should trade Damian Lillard because, uh, you know, he deserves better than the Blazers, which is an absolutely nonsense way to root for your team. But you're allowed to fan however you want. Uh, but like, I think Dame has been able to, in the way that he is a, he's been pretty good at branding. He's been able to seize the Blazers screwing up and paint that as his frustration with their ineptitude, as opposed to him completely doing a 180 from his last decade of branding. Which is the one thing that I can't help but say, there's a lot of people that can fall for that. I don't, I don't think I'm really smart. I'm actually pretty stupid. It's, it's a wonder that I've gotten as far as life as I have. I can see that. I can see clear as day that it's clearly paint the organization. It's their fault. It's, yes, it's yeah. not me. And I wouldn't blame him, but I would also say you've been very loyal to a lot of players, a lot of coaches. You're loyal to the general manager up until this point. Like You've had loyalty at every level with everybody, and you're not winning that way, and now you don't want to be loyal. I can kind of see through that, and I'd imagine there's more people of my intelligence level that can also see through it, but I know there's also people that want to keep the Dame-colored glasses on and say, no, 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 you can't blame Dave. This is Neil O'Shea's fault only, and Damian Lillard deserves no blame. We booed LaMarcus. We booed LaMarcus until he had a heart murmur every day, every time he came back to Portland because he <laughs> sent one sentence to, to, to Joe Freeman, and we held, oh, how dare he? He's not loyal. He's not the GOAT. Dame's going to probably leave here in a trade, and despite all of the evidence, there's still going to be a majority of people probably going, yeah, Dame's the GOAT. Uh, Dame gave us so many great memories. No animosity. Let's give him a standing ovation, which is cool. I would. I don't blame Damian Lillard, yeah. but I just think it's bizarre. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, someone uh, someone in, in the league basically asked me, like, how is he going to do this? <laughs> like, how is he going to get out and still be the loyal superstar? And I, I just, I told him, I have no idea. Like, I'm as fascinated as you are by it. But they were like, how do, how does he, how will he do it? And the answer is, uh, either we'll buy the BS or he won't. And and uh, people will be mad with him. But I, I think we're in the buy the BS stage at this mm -hmm. point. Let's take a quick break and come back and continue our chat here with Brandon Sprague. But first, let's talk about Bill Bar. It's just the best tasting protein bar that there is. I'm headed on a, a little vacation next week, a long road trip. 
and I know I'm going to need easy, quick fuel for the road. So I've stocked up on Built Bars, got myself a mix box that'll give me two of each of their nine flavors, get a little variety in my life and get some fuel for the road. And I'm talking real fuel because not only are these bars delicious, I have told you about that a million times. I got that candy bar like texture and they're all covered in 100% real chocolate but they're also healthy too. Check the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar, and no more than five grams of net carbs, regardless of which flavor you're into. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. They're going to keep me rolling when the Subaru heads south into California. So if you need a little bit of fuel and you want it to taste great, there's one place to go. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. We're still chatting here with Brandon Sprague on today's episode. Again, this is part two of our conversation. If you missed part one, a wide-ranging discussion of the Blazers offseason. I posted it on Friday, so it's the episode right before this in your feeds titled, Are the Blazers Going to Run It Back? Make sure you check out that one because Sprague was a ton of fun and we covered a lot of topics. So if you want to hear more of this, part one is waiting for in your feed. But here, let's continue on with part two of our chat. The other thing I, I, I'm kind of wondering is this offseason, I'm in no way plugged into the NBA circles that a lot of other people are. I'm not a reporter. I'm, a, I'm an observer who does a radio show in Portland. Mike, I, I can't, t- I don't, I've never in my life, in my career, I've never heard from more reporters in and out of Portland that randomly text me all kinds of wild stuff. I mean, this all kinds of wild stuff. Now I'd imagine as a guy that was on the beat for a few years and is still following and tracking this team and doing a podcast covering them, I'd imagine you've been in that lifestyle. You know what that's like. Has this offseason been any different for you? Do you feel like you're hearing more, hey, did you hear this might happen? Or, hey, I'm hearing this and this and that. Like, I'll give you an example. Two days ago, I had somebody text me and say, uh, I heard Neil is selling in Vegas to people that, you know, CJ's not going to get traded. So now he's painting it. He might try to paint it as Dame doesn't want CJ to go. I had somebody else tell me the other day that Dame has already reconsidered his position. And that he understands the trade market's tough. And he might go a different avenue and come back to being loyal again. I don't even know which reports to ever believe. But more than ever in my life, I've had people randomly texting me all kinds of stuff. Like out of left field, I am doing laundry. And it's, hey, (laughs) did you hear about this? And I'm like, nope, but that's good to know. Or, hey, I guess we'll follow to see if that happens. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... um... I haven't really done the like deep boots on the ground stuff, but I know people, as you alluded to. And the people I've asked, at least er- particularly early in this um, sort of offseason stuff, like when when the season just ended and I was kind of texting around with people about coaching searches and stuff like that, uh, there was more rumblings about Dame being available via trade than there's than there there's there were rumblings like I, and I was hearing them in casual just like hey let me know about this type of thing when when you get a moment and then it would be like we t- end up talking about Dame's trade availability and that is rare that is not something that would have come up in the past um, these are people outside of Blazers organization who who I'm talking to almost exclusively and so like if they know and it gets to me then you know that the whispers are everywhere in the league so. 
I'm not telling you to, this is not, I know it's good. Oh God, the thing about this business too, is you say like, Hey, I heard this, but I'm not saying this is happening. This is, I don't even know if you'd cla- technically classify it as a report, but I, I was talking with somebody the other day that no, that's plugged into the Lillard camp in a sort of way. Yeah. Plugged into the camp. That's the best way to put it. That suggested that Lillard a couple weeks ago was like, wonder what New York's like. And I'm, I'm thinking, I, one, I hope that's not true because the Knicks just don't have any package that's great for Portland unless you are absolutely just going to blow it all the way up. Picks for life, yeah. Seven seven draft picks. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I guess that's not bad. You could try to catch Oklahoma City in that race. But then again, that's like, uh, are you going to draft seven <laughs> Zach Collins or are you going to actually draft Donovan Mitchell and Bam out of Bayou when you have well, a chance? Probably gonna get, yeah, probably get a Caleb Swanigan in there too while you're at it. Uh, yeah, go get a biggie. But you see, like that's one example of if he was thinking this way two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like has he already shifted his mindset to having three or four cities that he's like, yep, I would live there. I would love to play for that team. Maybe he's, maybe he's changed gears as somebody told me two days ago, but uh, you know, a couple days before that, I'm told that he's loving the idea of New York city and being the guy at Madison square. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he hasn't done that though. There's no way he hasn't like you don't sit in front of the media and I'll give Dan credit. I don't think he lied. I don't think he lied. He said, it's not true. I'm not going to request a trade in the coming days. And then literally in the same sentence. Secondly, I'll say, I haven't decided what my future will be. If he hasn't decided, it figures to me, Brandon, that he's contemplated what, like what it could look like. Um, You know, he's been in the league long enough that he can, uh, he can figure it out real quick. And he's got people plugged in and like agents, the way the trades work, like Sometimes just straight up agents make it happen. They link here and here and here, and then teams link in. Like, it's not all just Neil Olshay on the phone uh, when it comes to, like, big, big, big parts getting moved like Dame. So um, I'm sh- I am certain he has considered other destinations because he has all but told us that he's trying to figure out what the future might look like and, and without firmly saying the future is going to be here in Portland. Yeah, that's... Um... It's very unsettling because if you're getting to the point of thinking about yourself in a different uniform, a different city, you know, I hardly <laughs> it ever turning back around where you're like, yeah, okay, never mind. I don't want to wear that uniform. I'm going to go back to wearing the same uniform I have my entire career. And I, I think that that basically is it in a nutshell. It's he wants out. He sees there's no clear path. And this is what a delay till the deadline. Would it, would it, it's probably yeah, not shocking it, yeah, that he's out by the either, deadline. Yeah. It's like, he'll give him a month and then he'll give him six months and then he'll give him no more months. You know, like I have trouble standing here right now, imagining Dame starting this next season on the team. I, I don't. Yeah, no, like this coming season. Yes. I think very likely he'll be in a Blazers uniform, whatever, whatever. No, not 100% chance, but like the beginning of the 2022 season, I have trouble seeing him wearing a Blazers uniform. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I have 0% faith that he's maybe a one. Let's see. We'll keep a 1% alive, but non-zero. We're going non-zero <laughs> number. We're, no, we're going non-letter O. I'm going, no, I'm going Rod Strickland percent that I think he is in a Blazer uniform in 2022 because no matter what moves they end up making, if that's dealing CJ or running this back and signing Norm and paying the tax because you got a bunch of dudes making a ton of money. Um, 
that to me is not a championship team. That to me is not even a realistic team. The team they got to the West Finals wasn't real. You can't get swept. I don't care what your leads were in those games. You can't get swept in the West Finals and tell me you legitimately were a t- championship caliber With team. With no Kevin Durant and no Andre Iguodala for the last two games. That's a problem, right? And, I, and by the way, we we I've had people come at me about that. Like, you know, Sprague, they had double-digit leads in uh, three of those four, all four. I can't remember what it was. And I'm like... Up, up 17 in three straight games to lose the series, I believe. And look, that's not great, but 17-point leads aren't shit in this league, man. We watched, we watched the Milwaukee... Matter. The Milwaukee Bucks were down 16 in game five. They closed within 16 and took the lead in four fucking minutes. Don't tell me a 17-point lead is a 30-point lead. It don't mean anything. And oh, by the way, the Warriors were still good. They still had Clay, Steph, and Draymond. So I, I, I just, I don't even think the West Finals does anything for him. I, I think I'm concluding yep. that I'm with you. Yep. It probably is an NBA Finals that he needs See? to get to. You come along this walk, I'll bring you down the pessimistic path. We are we are simply kicking the can down the road here, Brandon, and eventually that can moves to Malibu or something like, like that. Tell me why. Tell me why that's pessimistic. I think it's almost just being honest. It's the pessimistic to be is like, well, the Blazers will never win a championship and nobody's ever going to be good here again. No, no, no. We didn't see Damian Lillard coming. We didn't see some good playoff basketball necessarily coming. We didn't know. You don't know when you're going to hit on a player. Detroit might draft the guy this year. Kate Cunningham might be the real deal Holyfield. And if he is, Detroit is going to get out of the gutter where they've been and they'll get back to where they were the years uh, Chauncey was leading point guard. So it's it's really as simple as saying, yes, it could be sad to lose a superstar player, but with the right draft pick, everything turns back around. And just as quickly as you got in the gutter, maybe you find yourself getting out of the gutter. I don't, I don't think it's pessimistic. I think... You just have to be honest about it. We've been watching the league our whole lives. Like you've covered the league, I've I've seen the league, and I just know that I've seen superstars act this way. And there's not a majority of the time, I guess I'll say, is this does not end well for them. Yeah, it's we know how this ends. Can I can I give you one hot take uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, go ahead. You know what, let's actually come back in the third segment and for that hot take, let's save it to close the show. But before we get there, let's talk about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whatever that action is. The Olympics are are officially underway. You can bet on all the Olympic events there. Uh, Major League Baseball season still happening. And when, when we get back, we'll have the WNBA season. We'll have uh, soccer here and abroad back in action. So make sure if you are if you want to get in on sports betting, there's only one place to do it, and that is betonline.ag. So head on over to their website. When you're putting in your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. And I'm still playing you my conversation with Brandon Sprague. Before we took a break, I teased that I have a super hot take about this offseason. So, let me hit you with it. Neil's right. He's right. It's hard. He's right. It's it's going to be hard as shit to trade CJ and that they were a pretty, pretty good team last year and the best chance they have to be equally good is to run it back. But Mike, equally I, good is not good enough, right? Isn't that what we... I know. I know. That's the thing. He's But Neil's right. He's right. The, the absolute best chance they have to be 
whatever a 50 win team is to keep this court the keep the five man starting group they have together there's almost no i i have very little faith in them finding upgrades via the what considering who they have and what they have to trade Neil's right. Like Neil's right. That's the fucked up part about all of this is that Neil's right. So you you don't buy the theory of running it back. We know what it'll be. And by the way, I love the assumption of health. Like CJ's kind of gotten hurt a couple times now. We've had Nurkic have injuries since he's gotten here. And Nurk doesn't get hurt. That's a lie. <laughs> he plays a bunch of games. One sure. time he played seventy whole games. Um. So you buy that running it back, while I, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, like it might be the best path to get back to winning 50 and making the playoffs, you don't buy into the, sometimes you just got to change it, even if it doesn't seem like that change. No, no, I I am, I am, I agree that they should change it. I'm pro changing, I'm pro trading CJ basically for pennies on the dollar. Like I'm, in, I'm with it. But if the goal is t- like, they're almost certainly going to get worse if they do that. They're going to be a worse basketball team. There might be a different different look, but like I don't think you can trade. He backed himself into this corner where the things he's saying are correct. It's hard to get free agents here. They spent too much money on this roster, so they don't have a lot of avenues to sign free agents to big money contracts. CJ has almost no trade value around the league. Nobody wants Nazir Little and Anthony Simons. Uh, CJ Ellaby's not an NBA player. Zach Collins's career's done. All these bad things, right? Some of them out of his control. Some of them absolutely his doing. The best path for them to be good is to have this collection of pretty decent talent and a new coach. And yeah, they'd be the sixth best team in the West again. And and that there's like a, almost a guarantee of that. He's right. The problem is the star player has given him a mandate that that is not okay. And if he does that, it's the end of the franchise. He, he like, he's going to screw it up. But like my hottest take is that like what, what Neil is saying or what we read as Neil's words in, in Jason Quick's reporting is probably true. <laughs> it's just, it's a bad idea and it's going to sink the franchise. And he did this to himself. But like, I don't, I don't think it's BS. I think it's just the, the like shitty reality of the franchise. Do you feel like if he had to trade Dame, the organization would can him? Uh, it's hard to say, right? Like, it's weird to fire him after he hired a coach and gave him a five-year contract. So, got a five-year contract. What is he doing? Well, f- maybe four plus one, four plus four-year contract. Oh, come on, the general um, manager. And if that thing doesn't completely <laughs> crater, like if they're making the playoffs, Chauncey's getting all five of those years. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'll bet on it. (laughs) Well, the reason I asked you that, Mike, is because, one, I got to admit, I have a hard time just saying what you're saying. Like, I don't want to say Neil's right because Neil has been so wrong that it's led to the point where him being right is like, yeah, the broken clock theory. But if you're to this point... Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he did this to himself, but I I think he's telling the truth. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, well, which is rare for him, but I'll, I'll say, like, even if you are correct that this is the sixth seed and it's kind of what they were, the one thing that I'll say about Portland, and I, I've lived here my whole life, and I've, I've seen all kinds of fans from the diest of diehards to the most passive of fans. There, there is a portion of them that just is too comfortable just being middle of the road. Like, half the NBA freaking makes the playoffs. Like, to me, that's not. That's not something I'm hanging the hat on of like, well, we made the playoffs again. It's like, well, but what do you do when you get there? Because if you're getting bounced in the first round, you played six more games in the Oklahoma City Thunder. That, to me, is not quite an right. accomplishment. So if if you are indeed right, to me, I, I think it's either do that again and then deal the consequences of losing Lillard or just blow it up and accept reality. And if you need to do that, 
I won't. I don't want him at the helm at driving the wheel of that. But God, I I just don't know how you can sit in an office in Tualatin or at at one center court. I don't know how you can sit in an office or look in a mirror and say. Being the sixth seed in the West and losing in round one, it's exactly what I'm going to do again. It's like, that's the definition of insanity to me. And you're probably right. This is, and he's teeing it up. He's telling Quick, Quick, you can read some of this stuff in Neil's voice. Quick got the access. Quick did his job. He is doing the reporting. This is Neil Olshay's mandate. This is what is happening and going to happen. He's not going to do anything. I'll be pleasantly surprised if he does, but he looks like, what you're saying, he's accepted that the best path back to being a six seed in the West and winning maybe 50 games is run it right back. And we don't know what the that's the ownership question remains a mystery. What do they want? What do they want? I think they, they just want to sell tickets and make a billion dollars in three years when they expand the NBA to Seattle and Vegas. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and that's that's what sucks, man. Like Dame's probably going to get out of here. And I do you think it's more enticing for a buyer to have a Dame free organization and say we get to start over, I'm a new buyer, I care, I'm passionate, here is my guy, that guy, or a girl, whoever it is, like they're gonna go make the necessary roster moves, we're gonna build this thing back up? Or is it better to make bold swinging moves that puts Dame in a better spot and you know, I, I just I wonder that too, because that has to fall into the equation. Is a new owner gonna want Dame or is he gonna want to start over? I think a new owner wants happy Dame, like happy, committed, fully, whatever, embracing the franchise Dame. Like they want Dame of two years ago, for sure. That's super appealing. He, they're, You're going to be good. You're going to put butts in seats. You have one of the 10 best players in the league. Uh, you know, he sells a ton of jerseys. He's a, he's a global icon of some ex, to some extent. But they don't, you don't want an unhappy Dame. I don't think you want, I don't think you want to buy a team in total turmoil um, unless you're like Tillman Fertitta. Um, but like it's, you don't, you don't want to have to buy a team and tear it down. So I think there is some, uh, appeal to if before you sell that there could be a transition to getting really, really cheap and just having no salaries, you know, just having like dirt as, as cheap as you could possibly get. You sell the team, your most expensive thing that you spend every year is on NBA salaries. If you have no, no financial commitments, you're buying a clean slate, uh, most most people that buy NBA teams are going to buy them for a decade or more. You know, it's like a long term hold to hope that the valuation continues to go up. So, you know, you're uh, there's it there's there's definitely two avenues, but I don't think it's all appealing to have a Damian Lillard about to ask out for a trade. Like that's not an appealing sell. Do you think the biggest mistake Paul made was not doing the clean house in eighteen? It's up there. It's up there. Uh. It might be okaying everything that went down in 2016, but I but I think fire Neil, fire Terry, trade CJ in 2018. While you probably don't make the Western Conference Finals, and so you could debate you know debate that, um, you are probably in a better situation today than you are. So it depends on what you want. Do you want that one magical trip? That summer was fun as hell, Brandon. That was fun. That was fun for the city. Like it was buzzing. The, it, was. it was. The town was buzzing for that. Yeah. Uh, do you want that? And, and, and all the money and whatever that came with it? Or do you want to be in a better position basketball-wise now? Because I think you would be if you made big sweeping changes in 2018. That's going to do it for today's show. I will play you the final bit of my conversation with Brandon 
later this week. So make sure you check back to that one. We're also going to do mailbag this week, our mailbag Monday, our weekly mailbag show. I recorded on Monday nights and posted on Tuesdays. If you want to get involved in that show, just tweet at me at Mike G. Rich or email the show lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. Also, the NBA draft is this week. It's Thursday, July 29th. So to get ready for that draft, make sure you listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini, and former general manager in the NBA, Ryan McDonough. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA draft. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for every single team in the league So if you want to hear how our Locked On experts treated the first round of the NBA draft, all 30 picks, make sure you search the Ultimate Mock Draft on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.